Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue Podcast. It's a part two of our special DOA edition. That's not dead on arrival. That's Daughters of the Alamo, just like on Dallas. Um, we Last, in our first part, we were talking, uh, this is all about the 45th anniversary reunion events at Oscars in Palm Springs. And yes. our first part we had on the Cattlemen's Club, uh, David Goodspeed, which, uh, Kathy, you met him out there. At, I know, yeah. And he has, he has quite the collection of memorabilia. Uh, yes. And we, we had on our 80s life folks, uh, Abby and right. Keith. They were, they were also, also there. there. And um, yeah. we may be doing another part with uh, a regular fan from Massachusetts, Charles Murphy, who goes to all these events. We know Charlie too. Yeah, we we yes, we met Charlie and we hanged out. Charlie, with him. we hanged out with him the night after the the night after the yeah. reunion. Yeah, the I reunion. saw a picture of everybody all at the table. I'm going, how the hell did Charlie end up in that picture? Uh, no, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, in case uh, listeners did not know, uh, in this part we have Kathy Podwell, Miss uh, J.R. Ewing number two, uh, wife number two, unless you. Count Sue Ellen as wife one, wife two, and the two marriages. <laughs> but um, and Alan Catton, who does all of who does all of Kathy's uh, social media and true fan of the show. Obviously, you you were both. Yeah, we were about to closing in on. Uh, we are actually closing in on uh, twelve thousand uh, followers. We're now we're on the verge of eleven point eleven point nine case. And how many on the Dallas your Dallas page? Well Dallas page is a group page so yeah. you really can't compare. <laughs> oh, okay. right? but that's twenty thousand but but the group pages are, are different exactly. every yeah. day. Every every day people just jump in and they would wanna they, they would want you to approve on them. This is not right. They they come in without you trying. Right, exactly. Right. Right. Oh, wow. And um, yeah. Melanie, Mary, and Sarah could not be with us tonight. They are off still uh, fighting to overturn Jock's will as we are on season six with our regular episodes. Okay. We're a little, still a little ways away from having Callie show up in Haleyville with the uh, birds that were killed in the hunt uh, JR and Bobby and John Ross did not want to kill those birds. Uh, poor thing. Um, <laughs> so the 45th anniversary uh, took place at Oscars in Palm Springs. Uh, Actually, John Ross killed a bull. John Ross killed a bull. Oh, that's right. Be careful what you say. Alan will remember. He did. He just didn't want. Didn't want to eat. He, he, he didn't he, want to eat what he shot. He did not want to eat what he shot. That is right. I have I have talked to Armory Katz about this before, and uh, next time I have him then, on... Yeah, and then his dad said, upgraded him to shoot a bull. <laughs> next time I have him on, with uh, hopefully with Josh Harris, we'll discuss that, and uh, the boys playing with guns outside the pool after the B.D. Calhoun affair. 45 years. Yes. What? Back to Oscars. Back to Oscars. So... Um, how did you all end up attending? You and uh, Cherie was there too, along with Michael Priest, our our dynamic uh, group from our previous podcast. You all weren't up on the panel, obviously, but you were there, which uh, was interesting. The guy of Dallas Fanzine, Dallas Fanzine reached out to me and asked me to uh, to reach out to them. 
Ah, okay. So somebody at Oscars, I think Dan Gore, who owns Oscars, mm-hmm. had a vision that it would be because he he said something um, the night before the event um, in a like private dinner we had. He said something about that at the beginning it was just going to be Patrick and Lyndon. He wanted it bigger. He's always wanted to have you know as much of the cast um, reunited as possible. So he, right through Alan, got a hold because Michael Cherie and I are all friends with mm-hmm. Alan. So he's the conduit. So. And and thank, uh, you. thank you, Alan. Oh, you're welcome. And, <laughs> and I know Kathy will be will be away um, when I'm out there in August. When she was there, she announced that um, due to. Last last year's success of Knots Landing that they had at Oscars, he decided to to add her to the cast to the main cast so that they could so that he could bring back much of the people the attendees who were there. You were at a table. How cra- crowded was the event? Uh, how many people did it hold? Because there were well, the, hundreds. I mean, the I capacity. Know. I mean, the capacity. Yeah. I would say it looks maybe you could. I don't know. I could estimate maybe five hundred or. So. Yeah, <laughs> About that. it was all outside. Yeah. And which was amazing because it it was a little bit toasty, but not as hot as it could have Mm -hmm. been in Palm Springs. Yes. Um, So everybody was at tables. And actually, right before the event started, our table was sort of like not there. They (laughs) were. Yeah, it was sort of a mess right at the beginning. We were sort of waiting in the wings, waving to to everybody at the tables. But they kind of put us, they figured out how to get a table in there. And we um, sort of squeezed in at the last moment. And then we came out, we sat at the side table. Mm -hmm. And we were with, uh, so it was Alan, myself, Cherie, Michael. And it was Cherie's husband. Yeah. And it was Audrey's son. Daniel. Daniel And and Steve Keneally's wife, Brent, was also at our table. Audrey likes to tell the story that Daniel took his mother's credit card in 2008, 15 years old, booked himself a flight and showed up down there at the event in 2008, which was several thousand people. That was a 30-year reunion. Oh. That was when, you know, Cherie, that's when, when, when Cherie was for the first time, she, she was, uh, or second, she was reunited with the Dallas cast. Oh, where oh, she was, okay. she was modeling as Bobby's wife. Yes. That's before- was at South Park, and that yeah. was that was before TNT revived it. And then I was thinking that that's it. April is back. Yes, <laughs> and they um, three weeks before that was a fan source event for Linda Gray that I, I was at as well. And uh, Deb Bernard was there. Morgan Fairchild was there. Uh, Omri Katz. Yeah, Morgan Fairchild. You know, she was only in the one of the first episodes. Oh, she the original Jenna Way. Yes, yes. We're we're gonna have you come back, uh, Alan, at some point with the other hosts, and just uh, we could go on for hours and everything. But um, so, what for sure? What was it like to just reconnect with everybody because you haven't seen, and some of them you obviously weren't on with at all. You you never were on with uh, Joan Van Ark, except uh, Conundrum. Okay. Yeah, Joan was in conundrum. She was. Yes. Oh, that's right. It was also also Gr was finding what would have happened to her without. Him. Oh, oh, really? I forgot that. Yes, in conundrum. But I, but I, you're right. I had never met her. She was very lovely, so sweet. We got along great. We sat at the like the meet and greet. We were next to each other, um, and Linda and Patrick I'd seen. In Dallas after Larry mm-hmm. died for the the reboot funeral. Right. And obviously, Shereen, Michael, and Alan and I get together for lunches. Yeah. Um, 
and Steve, I hadn't seen since, um, that episode as well. Yeah, I met Steve in the, the Dallas Cast reunion in Moran, France, in the Country Music Festival. They wow. they had. Yeah, Alan brought me into the fold. Right. Yeah. He already knew Sheree and Michael, so Alan brought me into the fold. Okay. And- so, what was it like seeing these fans uh, come in, and how far away did they come from just to see you all? England. Paris. Yes, I know. Um, yes, a girl mm-hmm. from uh, France came in. I knew she was a. I met her in the France Country Music Festival because she's a diehard Patrick Duffy fan, <laughs> and, she, and she would go anywhere. Patrick. Uh, she she's, she made friends with Cherie when she connected with her. She's a flight attendant at on Air France, and she connected with Cherie when she saw her as a um, flying Air France, and um, and and uh, she she always. Patrick has been, she's been a diehard Patrick Duffy fan all her life. And Patrick was so happy to see her. I was so happy for her that Patrick gave recognized her, her. Not only yeah. recognized her, he said, my favorite girl. And he gave her a nice kiss. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because. She's friends with, she's friends with. Um, Cherie and Charlie. Charlie. She's, yeah, she yeah. came. Yeah, that's okay. the girl who was at the bar with Charlie, who was with yeah. Charlie. She's very good friends. Okay. With and Charlie lives here in Massachusetts. So he's just, and. It's funny. We go to. Uh, we both have season ticket packages to the uh, Boston Red Sox baseball games, and our seats are literally the next section over from each other. And we're all always at the same games. But we, so we're gonna. You're gonna love my son. He's a. Uh, although I mean I'm. He's a lifelong LA LA uh, raised, and I was I was a I've been a lifelong Laker fan. He's a Celtic. Oh, fan. good, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so what is it that because i know the 40th anniversary which took place at south fork and people came in from all over the world they were there were thousands of people at, the, at that and the 30th what is the draw 45 years later it's crazy it's crazy but it's so you know the dallas nicest people <laughs> you you dallas fans yeah. you um <laughs> And so, you know, it's just a warm embrace. Well, I know five years ago, there was a South Fork 40-year reunion, but then they were very limited. They limited them only to four. Right. And and Kenny was alive then, and I was wondering why he wasn't there. Maybe he was not feeling, maybe he was not, Mm. maybe he was ill. And Josh, you you have always said, let's do 50 at at South Fork. Yeah, that's what I was looking forward to. I've thrown this out to Cherie, and... Surprise, surprise of all the things today, Cherie was at South Fork. Showed up yes, on the I know. Tour. I posted it. posted it. That's right. How fun to be mm-hmm. to be the docent and then like, well, here's Cherie. There's Cherie. Tree. It's Cherie. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine how much fun Have you, have you been back since there since they uh... – I haven't. And my – I think my cousin's – Husband's sister is a docent there, so that's kind of crazy. But I, I have family out um, in no, they're not in McKinney, but anyway, they're out. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to, I need to make a trip. I do. What was it like to have the fans remember you and just your role? And because I know you, you obviously came in and replaced. No, I wouldn't say replaced you. Jumped in. Don't ever say replace. Not replace. There is she, no replacing. She, she, she prolonged. Sue she prolonged Sue Ellen. Right, and there's obviously that's how I. And she prolonged Sue Ellen. Yes, and I, it was interesting seeing. I always at these events, it's 
And she also showed she also showed what kind of person she really proved what kind of person Suellen was and what Jr. was. That's true. And you bring up the uh, TNT series. It was in Jr.'s memorial service. It was interesting seeing you, Mandy, Deborah Shelton, and Linda in that same. Yeah, the only three, and these were the only three women on the show. The three characters who truly loved Jr. Who truly, truly deep with their all their hearts deep down in their hearts love Jr. That's that's true. Now we're we're at a uh, a time obviously in Hollywood where the uh, the show continues on through streaming services and it's just been remastered in HD and uh, stuff like that. Uh, and the writers now are obviously on strike over residuals from streaming services, which we obviously did not know were going to exist back in the day. And I guess in the next few days, the SAG-AFTRA may go on strike as well. So it's basically Hollywood. Yeah. Well, actually, the, 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 big, the biggest actor strike we've ever known was during the most famous year of Dallas, 1980. That's true. And it's prolonged, and it's prolonged two months, the long-awaited Who Shot J.R. cliffhanger. And wasn't there a writer's strike in 1988 around there as well? I think so, yeah. So what? Yeah, but yeah, but it did affect. It had no effect on uh, on the schedule because they brought replacement writers. I think because nothing was delayed. No, that's true. That's true. No, no shows were delayed. Um, the actors were still there. So where where would you see yourselves on the yourself on the show today if you were? What would you be doing? Well, I mean, you don't want me to tell. I mean, well, you know, I actually, I, you know, I mean, I have written, you know, the synopsis I was telling you about that I've written and I have, and I brought on, and I really was including everybody, all the surviving cast members to be on it, with the exception of one. And also, um, I tried to um, hand over Patrick a copy of it. Uh -huh. Hopefully he took it and hopefully he'll, he'll read it. But Patrick did give a, I like what Patrick said. They asked him if they would ever do it again. He said, just like when I was asked if I would return to the show after the dream season, it was a hard yes. I answered hard yes. <laughs> Once again, it's a hard yes. That's what he said. Right. Could it? So you're saying where's Callie yes. now? Not so right. much like if the show came back. Well, this time I got Callie more important than she's ever been before. Mm. <laughs> I have a fan page after all. Yes. Yeah. Little, little, little bit of trivia that. for those that were uh... – not paying attention in the episode where you were tracked down in Florida, that was your husband with you and the baby. Yes. Was. That was, was that, was that, was. and that was the only was good thing JR ever has done to anyone. <laughs> was that your baby or just another baby? No. Okay. That would, get, get, baby, that, was get that cleared up. Yes. Real life yeah. 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 So what, what were some of the interactions like with the fans at the event? You, you did the, um, the meet and greet. Yep. So great. I, I'm so glad because it was, I mean, I just wish they, I get the, there's too many people to have everybody come through. So I think there were a uh, special ticket purchased for that meet and greet. If yeah. I got that right. So yes, I got to meet the Cattlemen's Club, the folks in the eighties life and um, the man from, from no, wonder why they're all, no wonder why they're all posting it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like th those fans, like I, when I met the Cattlemen's Club, it was like, 
I follow you. You have the most amazing collection. So for me, I was like meeting, you know, my Instagram celebrity, like they, they were a big deal to get to meet them. You right. know, I, I follow them, and, you know, so that was really fun. And just, you know, the people that came so far, just amazing. And do you have, do you have a special message for any of those people in particular that came from so far away or any that you, you may not have gotten to talk to or? Just that it meant so, so much that um, that they would come all that way for us. So, you know, a big thank you to all of everybody who came. It's it's definitely humbling. Alan, what was it like for you uh, just being there in that environment with everybody? And Well, it was like it was a dream come true. It was, you know, it was like it was like. It was like when I was a, even when I was a kid or a teenager, it was like I was, I was dreaming to be with my, I would, you could call them my idols. Mm. And it's just great because we're, we're, we're friends and we love each other and we get together, all of us for lunch. So, you know, for Alan being there, he was the glue for all of us. Like that, the, you know, like we said, Michael, Sheree and I were the add-ons mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, People did come up to us during the meet and greet and they absolutely were like, why were you at the kitty table? Why weren't you on stage? We would have loved to have heard from you. So that was like so sweet to hear. But at the same time, we were just thrilled to have been included at all and to be there. So it was totally fine that we weren't on the stage, but it was, it was very sweet hearing like you should have been up there and you know, we would have loved to have heard from you, but you know, the, the original cast members, that's what everybody, that's why everyone was there, you know. I mean, they want to hear Right, and that. even even Joan, who showed up in episode six. Well, well, she was actually, her first episode she showed up, yeah, it was episode, it was the season premiere of the first full season of right. Dallas. At she, the Hot Biscuit. And, <laughs> yeah, but Gary was not played by Ted Shackelford at that time. Oh, really? Originally, it was David Ackroyd. Right, and... Then David Ackroyd, they, they and then David Ackroyd turned up on Knots Landing. Uh, uh, yeah, but not no, Gary Ewing. But it it was weird having the yeah, it was weird having the like a, a Michelle. Right, e. it was weird having the two Garys in the same same scene on. Playing well, theater. they do that in many shows. You know, many shows like even in Dallas, there were very actors who played various characters. Right. Um, yeah, you you two need to get together. <laughs> so. Like, you know, every, as much as he knows, it's a crazy, but what, and, what you know. And J- June 13th, this was uh, three days before Joan Van Ark's 80th birthday. She turned 80 on June 16th. Yeah. I, I wished her, people were wishing her I would wish her happy birthday. Too, right? She was like, she doesn't no. want to, so she doesn't want to hear her age. And she said, don't remind me. I don't want to hear it's my she birthday. She was very adamant about do not mention my birthday and the age. And I was like, you look amazing. You should be proud of it. You should wear a big 80 on top of your head. And she was like, right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, you know, the oldest role I've seen Joan on was on The Odd Couple. She played where, you know, when Oscar was Oscar, Oscar was relieving a scene where he was purposely cheating to get to get caught so they could drive his wife out. And Joan played the, Joan played the broad that he was cheating on. <laughs> so... It's amazing. it's, it's amazing you you mentioned our 80s life and they had never seen the show until the pandemic. So they 
they are catching up. They haven't even seen the new series yet, so they're about to jump into that. Uh, Cattleman's. I think the pandemic brought a lot of new fans. I mean, I've noticed just, you know, there's, oh, I'm 28 and I'm just watching Dallas. You know, I get messages all the time and it's like, yay, a new generation. Yeah, just like the DVDs did too. And the DVDs had many fans who really, I I had a lot of arguments. They didn't relive the time when the show was running and they, and there were many times there were, they were mad fans who really were like arguing with, um, not good words, harsh, harsh words. And, and some think that Dallas should be viewed the way it was originally filmed and not put into high definition. I don't know what your thoughts no. on that are, but uh, if, if it brings in new, if it brings in new viewers, then. That's what I think. Right. For sure. Right. Bring and we, yeah. men- we mentioned Cattleman's Club and his just, his collection of memorabilia. And he was on in the first part of this. There's one item that he does not have that I actually happen to have, and he cannot find it anywhere. Why? When I went to the premiere in 2012 with the press, checked into the hotel room, and Marlene Forte, who played Carmen, uh, Jordana Brewster's mother on the new series, she had the same experience. Go and check in the hotel room. You, you pop into the bathroom, and there is the Dallas shower curtain with the entire cast on it hanging in your shower. At the hotel? In everyone's hotel room, in their bathroom. You're kidding me. And Did you get your curtain? Oh, of course I took that curtain home with me. I still have it here. <laughs> You're like, whatever they charge me. Nope, nope. It was, I have actually, Jordan, I have kind of recycled in my synopsis. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Recycled as a ah. character. And that's one item that he nope. cannot find. He does not but have they, No, they were there for us to take. So that was part of the... But just to walk in the bathroom and be in, you know, you're there and it's like, they're all, they're all kind of like staring at you from the shower curtain. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like, I'm naked. No, it's not right. You're you're like, they must, they airbrushed everyone. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Josh Henderson's abs are like that, but just to, just to be there and be like, Oh Oh, God, I, I I should really be, I should really be hitting the gym a little more. But, um, (laughs) so Oscars versus a a reunion at South Fork. Uh, what would be, obviously the draw would be at South Fork, but, and it would hold more. I I have heard that there were some, um, like Patrick and Linda, I guess they they left early. Had they had leave. to leave. Well, uh, no, no, Patrick didn't leave early. Linda only came. Linda did not come in the day before with the cast uh, did dinner. She only came actually uh, slight before the event, before the after the attendees were coming, mm-hmm. and she and when they were having the meet meet and greet, she left early. She she was filming. Um, I think a Hallmark movie, oh. and don't quote me on this, sort of like the book club, you know, where the older actresses are reunited. It was like Linda Gray. I think they asked, um, oh, John and Mills, I think. And Joan Collins was supposed to, but anyway, it was like four matriarchs from, you know, 80s TV Ooh. shows. Mm-hmm. So she had to be back in LA the next morning at 6 a.m. Okay. 
So she was, she was exhausted. She had to leave. And I know people were so bummed and I felt so bad for people that came because just a small fraction of the meet and greet people yeah, got to see Linda her. Had to drive. She, she drove late and after she left, she went into her car and she, I heard she, she drove. Well, she had a driver. So she wouldn't, oh, she, she, she couldn't drive. Oh, she she drive. couldn't drive two hours. It was so late. And then Patrick had family in town and he had to leave. So Patrick I know had to go a, ship out some more Duffy's dough to everybody. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. So perhaps that's, that's interesting. And Linda had just obviously done the, that hundred mile walk or trek in Spain uh, last month, I believe. She did? Oh, I didn't know See, we, we, uh, the barbecue podcast folks, we were, we got all excited. Linda was supposed to be at Chiller Theater in um, New Jersey with Priscilla Presley. Yes. And Rami Zada, who played Johnny Dancer, was there. Um, and she had to cancel at the last minute. So we had invested all of our energy into going down there before any of this Palm Springs was even announced. So we that's why we weren't able to attend. And it was just like we were kicking ourselves. It was like, oh, yeah. But um, I know... Did you go to Chiller? No, oh, did we, you, did yeah, you yeah, we were down. We were down what? there. We, uh, I was with okay. with Priscilla and uh, okay, and Rami Zada, who played uh, Johnny Dancer, and um, okay. very obs- Mario. Mario was there. Uh, Mario de la Casa, who does the genie bottles and the paintings uh, at South Fork. All right. Obviously, the as I was trying to get around to before we wind down, um, the fandom just has begat with the internet uh, fan sites and websites and uh, obviously podcasts and everything like that. Um, how do you think this helps to keep the legacy going? The, the, the commentary, the, you know, the being in the forefront of any conversation is amazing. I mean, things come and go and die and you never hear about it or think about it. And all of these different sites, all there's of these always podcasts, like remin- There's always but, every period, there's always reminiscence about uh, previous periods. Always they come and go. Yeah, but, but to reminisce about a time is one thing. But like the specifics of having thousands of people still interested in Dallas and um, what is this? interacting and engaging in conversation on you know, a website or a fan page. It's just, it's amazing. Amazing. What is it about that time period that sticks with people versus today? Is it, is it like comfort food or it is, I mean, music, it, vi- music, video, I don't know, music videos. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, you, as you get older, I definitely am becoming more nostalgic. So the things, the shows that meant so much to me when I was younger and, just reminiscing about the good old days, you know, it's, it's like something that your grandparents did and you can't believe that you're at that place where I'm like, am I doing <laughs> that now? But, but I am. But and, I mean, Kathy, you're like, and you so, don't even, you know, like, it's like, you know, I like the, I mean, I, I'm present into the old shows. My wife is only into the new shows, but Kathy's likes all of them, likes yeah, both. I do. I don't watch the old shows. Like I, I don't go back, but I'm happy to, I mean, I could talk to Alan about good times and and the all Jeff- in the family I'm and the, the Jeffersons. We are. I drove to Palm Springs and the entire time, two hours there and each way, um, 
you know, we were talking old TV shows. So. Yeah, the TV shows that we grew up in, and what and what was our schedule, and what we were, what what fit into our study schedule, what we put into our um, priority priority show schedule. And it's funny with the Dallas fans. I think there's such a strong opinion about you know what character you love, and like I don't take offense. I get it. I was on, you know, the last three years. And then people have strong opinions about, I get it, about the last three years. And I've always said, like, the, you like the original cast of any show. That's where your heart and soul is. And I always feel like, okay, yeah, the storylines were Yeah, but to not- get a long run, you can't, you know, you really can't have the original cast <clears throat> go on when a show runs so long. Mm. And I feel like our characters. You always, need some, uh, you always need additional characters for shows to run that this long. Or that our characters kept your favorites around. I mean, yeah, like Linda, like like, like Linda, you, like you, you know, my characters' friendship and and you know, Jay Larry. You know, I mean, it prolonged, yes. So hopefully, people can find you know some comfort and some also redeeming uh, and also you, and also you define you know you actually your character really defined what really Sue Ellen was. What? Well, Alan can go into the nitty gritty of like those kind of dynamics, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, I get the strong. But also, the the conundrum, the, the the series finale actually actually showed her showed how her character was so special. It showed also that not only that the only t- the only moment that Jr. ever when, when you saw Steve and a, and a baby, that's yeah. the, the only mo- the only time Jr. ever did something good for anybody. That's one thing. This is Alan's theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good right. one because it is kind of true like that was a for him to allow Callie to just go off with his child is like not the, very JR and also and also in the conundrum one it it also showed that Callie was the only person that has been lucky to have had JR in her life unlike everybody got else out of, got out of Haleyville show. yes what about Sue Ellen and Callie's relationship Suellen was her mentor. Suellen mentored her, and that's why that's why you saw Callie ended up strong. You saw how she you saw in, in, at the end of season thirteen how she was how she was strong and how she walked walked away and, she, and, and walked away. And she wised up a lot a and lot Sue quicker than Suellen did. Sue she obviously wised up a lot quicker than Suellen because uh, it took. Because Swellen, actually, it was sure. it was because I love that relationship. I was so like Swellen's experience. Swellen actually was was telling her was telling her when Swellen last was on the scene on the show. She told her that she could always reach out to her. It's like she was she was telling her, "I like you, and I and I really want the best for you." And I have to say, going back to Oscars and the reunion, I think seeing Linda. I'm going to cry. I don't know why I'm going to cry. But her reaction to seeing me was was genuinely, she grabbed my face and she was so excited to see me again. And yeah, I like love her. I love her. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. I saw Linda. Yeah, it's, at my, my, it's my 50th But it was just my favorite, I think, reunion moment for me was getting that reaction from Linda. And, and you Having that moment. And you had know. a dinner the night before, you said? Uh but Linda, Linda wasn't, wasn't there, there, so I didn't see. Yeah, Linda right. wasn't there. Who, she who was, was filming. Who so was at the dinner the night before? Everybody, everybody but, but Linda. Linda. So yeah. Aud- Audrey was there, and um, Audrey was there. Uh, 
Patrick, Steve Canale, Cherie, Michael Priest, myself. God bless Michael Priest. We could uh, listen, we could have him tell. No, John Benner wasn't there. John wasn't there. Really? Because I saw her before when they were heading for yeah. and Charlene John was wasn't there. there. Mm. Yeah. And they asked on stage uh, three words to describe your character. You didn't get asked this question. Oh, yeah. So three words to describe. Yeah, and then. Put me on the spot now, Josh. I'm sure they had a heads this, up note. This is what um, I do. I five years ago, I yeah. had Steve, Patrick, Lyndon, Charlene, and I know everyone gets asked a lot of the same questions over and over again. And this is why I should run a panel. I said to them, "Tell me the best performance or storyline or memorable episode of the person sitting next to you." And they'd never been asked that before. That is a good question. But three words question. to describe. Callie, and then Alan, three words to describe Callie. Okay. Ooh. You, you, you want to you do it first. Me first? Yes. He'll be better, <laughs> so let me go first. Okay. Guaranteed 100%. Um, Alan will be better. I can just like let him. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, you know, there was such an arc with Callie. So like the three words at the beginning were not the three words at the end. So I should probably think of the end because she was naive and innocent that, I got and you. sweet. You took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, hey, okay. we got meatloaf in the house. <laughs> I think she became, um, she became smart, uh, Ingenious, clever. Actually, Kelly was always smart. Was always smart. She um, she actually stood up to the cops and and uh, took clubs and and hit them and made them faint so that she could uh, escape. Oh yeah. Oh, Kelly. Kelly. She was a, she was the smartest person. In I like world. to think that she was smart because you know it's easy to characterize somebody as hillbilly and not smart, but I think mm-hmm. she was she was she was smart. So the three words were smart. Smart. Okay, the end, the end. Uh, smart, creative. Creative. Because she was an mm-hmm. artist. Elegant. Oh, elegant. Really? Elegant? Yeah, Girl? yeah. Yeah, you, really? yeah you, could, you could see her new wardrobe. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Shoulder pads and big hair. Yeah. and Yeah. I, she, she did, yeah, she became a little more sophisticated. I right. That's a really hard question. I'm at, Next podcast, I'll have three slamming great adjectives for you. Alan, what are your three? What do I think about yeah. Callie? Yeah, I will say, I will say, pretty. As as Christopher defi- as Christopher has been telling her all the time. Mm-hmm. He liked me. Christopher. Yeah, Christopher had a question. Her. Callie. Yes, I would say, I would say she was. I would say she she's pretty. She's um, she's neat. She's pretty. She's neat, and she's. Uh, What's it called? I mean, I want to use a new word we haven't used before because already the yeah. already the words have been taken out, and I think she was all she was lucky. And she, no, lucky she was lucky. Yes, yeah, yes, she was lucky. She was the yes, she was lucky. I'll go with lucky. Yeah. Right, and and talk talk quickly about uh, Barbara Eden when she she was on. Did you work with her much? I did. Ah, okay. That's did. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because as big of an I dream of Jeannie fan that I was, uh, that would have been actually, amazing. Uh, she's what, 91? She's coming to Rhode Island Comic, yes, Rhode Island Comic Con in uh, November. Is yes. she? 
Oh, are you going? I'm trying to go down because they're having a big Superman uh, 85th anniversary. They're bringing a lot of the Superman uh, actors and people like that. Um, last, last, um, so I obviously I had mentioned uh, you know Cherie does the work with the uh, Yellow Rose Gala Foundation, and yes. there's a perfect opportunity. We have to keep on her about this an event at South Fork yeah. to benefit the Yellow Rose Gala Foundation. Yeah, it's, it's be amazing. Yeah, that's That'd for amazing. multiple sclerosis because her um, her closest friend who was her agent throughout her career mm-hmm. has been struggling with multiple sclerosis. And, and we, we talked about that in our yet another offshoot. I feel like Taylor Sheridan of the uh, Dallas fan sites and podcasts because we have the DOA, we have the regular episodes, and we have After the Barbecue where we talk about topical things. Omri Katz was on talking about the cannabis industry. Cherie was talking about multiple sclerosis, trying to get Morgan Brittany and Gary Sinise to talk about wounded war veterans and maybe Charlene to talk about foster care and mental health at some point. Um, But yeah, that would be a great event to have down at South Fork and get, I'm sure a lot of the cast would jump on board to help out with that and the, so we're, we're offering our services at the barbecue to, uh, podcast to plan that. Uh, lastly, three words to describe Dallas. Dallas. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Groundbreaking. Family, family oriented. Family centric. Yeah, definitely. And uh, business. Business. Or as Jock said, business. Business. <laughs> <laughs> So any last messages on the 45th anniversary and just what it meant to you just to be there with the fans? And I mean, I still pinch myself. It was uh, amazing. It, it was, was amazing. my dream coming true. Was there anyone that you, uh, Kathy, you hadn't worked with some, some of the people like uh, you didn't really interact with Audrey before, had you? Or no. Joan? There. Didn't she she we, came in one of the seasons. Yeah, one of the seasons. She came just for a few episodes. When the yeah, time but I didn't, when she just—I think it was just scenes with Cliff, right? It was. Well, it was. That. It was scenes only yeah. with Cliff when when he found out that she had his child, and then they were seeing each other briefly. And then Harrison and then Van Buren showed up, and awesome. her ex ex and all that stuff, and yeah. So. But I met Audrey years ago at I think a charity event. So I know there's an old black and white picture of the two of us from a long time ago. So I had I had run into her a couple of times. We had met. She's a doll. I loved her. I love her kid. Daniel was a doll. Uh, Dan- yeah. She's yeah. Daniel's great. Yeah, he, 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 he might he might be joining me at some point to talk about uh, oh, just such a but, but she's also Audrey there the character she played was another was another uh, typical female Dallas character coming in as a gold digger suddenly you turn into a saint <laughs> they had a way of doing that didn't they yes yeah besides April also Miss Ellie was like that too Yes, if you saw the Dallas, Miss Ellie actually proclaimed it. And if you saw Dallas the early years, oh, yeah. when Miss Ellie and Jock first were married, when Julie and Lily first started, you'll oh. see Mo- that. Molly Hagen and Dale Midkiff uh, played Jock and Miss Ellie. Oh, and wow. That, yeah. wow. That's why I used to think that April was a perfect f- fill it. She was a perfect one to fill Miss Ellie's shoe as the, as the Ewing matriarch. Right. Because Happened. she started off. Had she the, lived. Had, right, she started. She well, she, she, she never was killed off, according to me. 
That's a whole, that's a whole nother. You guys will have a exactly. podcast just on that. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. So just wrapping up, um, it's been great having you guys on and we'll hopefully do this again at some point. And yes, geez, we really enjoy doing this. It's, it's, it's great. It's great reminiscing and just being able to talk. And I would like to say hello to Daniel and uh, Audrey and we, um, and we enjoy, we enjoyed being with you and we, we enjoy sharing the same podcast. Right. And C- Kathy is actually, uh, th- that just reminded me of one last uh, thing. Any Dallas cast members that you hadn't met, either of you, that you would want to see at one of these events? Priscilla. I've never met Priscilla. Priscilla. Okay, yeah. Thanks for joining us. And so you've we've just done part two here of the 45th anniversary recap with uh, Kathy Podwell, a.k.a. Callie harper ewing and whoever else she may have married off screen uh to live a happy life and alan catton who does her social media um the first part we obviously had our 80s life and uh cattleman's club on so we're just trying to cover our bases and so thanks for joining us and look for us on our social medias and we will be we will be recording tomorrow night uh, talking about some episode in season six uh, where Jock's Will is heavily at play here. So thanks for joining us, and y'all come back now. You hear? Y'all come back now. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you.